Welcome, welcome, welcome to the moment you've been dreading of. That is Eder's Trash Can. You're listening to the one and only Captain Stoney here live. We got, I just pulled this guy off the street. We're greeted by uh, Brother Br- Butter J. Our, our story, what, what are we doing here? We, we, we uh, kind of di- uh, dissect the story of uh, in an Eder's Trash Can, which is in transmission of becoming something greater than than what it is right now but uh in developmental hell and we we uh let uh, our guest host um kind of give us a pitch and we go from there so without it's my dubious honor to introduce the uh alex dilly aka dill pickles how you guys doing pretty good how are Hello, you Hello, nice to meet you not too bad not too bad uh, i'm bringing out something for you this is going to be our second episode, right? This uh, is I technically our, hosted last time. I was on the hot seat last time. Yeah. And my got grilled. Good. Like to a, a burnt, like, you know, it had uh, grill marks. Mm-hmm. But you, you're you're on the hot seat now. We're, we're going to fire that, that, that puppy up for, for, uh, for all of us to uh, indulge in and um, uh, take the how you will. So y- you brought uh, this story. To my understanding, it's called The Hunters. Yes, it's called The Hunters. Uh, a little bit of uh, backstory for this, right? So Stoney and I have been doing uh, our creative stuff for, I want to say, about half a year now, right? We're having a lot of fun. So naturally, a lot of the stuff that we made in our childhood started coming up. And of course, when it comes to me, something searing in the back of my brain comes up, and it's called The Hunters. So in sixth grade, we did a lot of writing assignments in our elementary school, right? So when we were running through this, uh, a teacher told me, hey, you're pretty good at writing. You should write more stuff or write, like, uh, actual long-form stories. Okay. Now, under normal circumstances, that sounds like a nice thing, right? Like, oh, your teacher's encouraging you to be creative. That's really, really cool, right? Unfortunately, uh, there was a side effect to this. Uh Uh-oh. So a wonderful, horrifying spawn of my imagination came pouring out of me, and it was the Hunters. So uh, brief overview. I'm only going to be covering the first one. There are five in total. Uh, the Hunters was a series of uh, 40-page novellas in massive quotes that I wrote in elementary school. They were all scrawled into the back of uh, spiral notebooks in handwriting that's just about as legible as my handwriting now. And they are all dog <laughs> Uh Make sure to edit this. Uh, so I'm going to be covering the first one. Uh, I finished the first one uh, in three months. Uh, it really shouldn't have taken me as long as it did, but it did. Uh, it was uh, 40 pages long. It effectively – okay. Jeez. So here's the big thing about it, right? The premise, even today, I would say isn't that bad. It's effectively, okay, so what happens if your sister comes home, right, and she's got a new boyfriend? Uh, they've been hanging out for uh, a good couple years. They're really close with the family. But something about this guy rubs you the wrong way, right? Hmm. So over time, you come to realize that this guy is an assassin, but he isn't here for this, uh, the sister. He's here for you, right? Oh, That's effectively sh- the premise of The Hunters. Thing is, as you and I have talked about, Zach, but whenever we talk about this, uh, the big thing we keep coming up with is uh, the premise isn't everything, right? Hmm. It's execution that hinges on it. And that is the quintessential point of contention for the hunters. Right? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it goes hand in hand. you exactly. got to execute what, what you're trying to aspire for. So at its core, uh, now that I'm thinking about the plot itself, it seemed more like an excuse to go on a vacation in my head, right? So the, the, the story starts out. We're introducing all of our characters. Uh, look at this kid. His name was Rick O'Connor. Uh, I really like The Mummy, so I wanted to name myself Rick O'Connor. <laughs> uh, it's effectively like self-insert fan fiction at this point. 
but we meet all the family. Uh, it's the end of the year. Everyone's getting together for summer vacation. Uh, so imagine this, like, for the, uh, I want to say, 11-year-old kid, right? Uh, you and I were talking about this earlier. So once you reach that age when you're transitioning out of elementary school into middle school, yeah, you start getting really edgy, right? Yeah. Especially if you're trying to be super creative. So at that point, you're, you're trying to be um, – uh, you're trying to seem more important than you really, really are. So what does that mean? That means lots of excessive violence, uh, uh, embarrassing use of language. A lot of stupid sh- Lots of stupid sh- right? So, <laughs> so the thing is, the story got super, super edgy. And that came to a hinge uh, within the first half of the book. A f- a book, I'm saying that in massive quotes, like I said. So you're, you're introduced uh, to the boyfriend within the first th- uh, three chapters, which are really like three pages long. Uh, and they say, hey, we're going to go on a vacation in like a week, and we're bringing the boyfriend with you. So naturally, the main character is still like, I don't know, still not feeling this guy. Uh, but the first point of the edginess came in when uh, the plot gets sidetracked, right? So the thing is, uh, when you're in sixth grade, you really want to, like your older brothers or like uh, older cousins that like, live down the street or something like that, they're really like, into like airsoft or like paintball, stuff like that. So the story takes a complete detour at, at like chapter six, and we have like an airsoft battle out in the middle of like a swamp. So naturally, the edgy factor starts to kick in there because it turns into Saving Private Ryan. What? Because right? what happens is uh, they make their own ha- handmade grenades uh, with paint. But in reality, uh, since they're like uh, crudely made like IEDs, effectively, right? Oh. So people are like losing limbs, right? And these are like uh, 12-year-old kids. So what happens Wait, is— so they're, they're rigging actual explosives? They're making actual explosives, effectively, and like throwing them at each other. During this, uh, this are they this are they trying to fuck each other up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, what happens <laughs> is the main character gets his head knocked out, right? And then he wakes up back at his home, and he's basically got like a bandage around his arm, but he's like fucked up because of this battle. And the, the saddest thing about this uh, this battle sequence is that it's never mentioned at all, and the wound effectively heals over like two pages. I'm like, oh, that didn't happen. Whatever. And then we got back to the main plot. <laughs> so uh, within like chapter, I want to say seven, we get to Vegas, right? And Vegas, uh, since we live out in California, is uh, 250 miles away. Uh, we had a lot of fun, uh, as a kid at least for me, uh, headed out to Vegas to go see parents and stuff like that. So like I said, it was an excuse to uh, go out on a thank you, to go out on vacation. So once we get to Vegas, the plot effectively starts. And uh, uh, the boyfriend assassin uh, kills the sister. While they're on vacation, oh, right, and this all happens uh, without the parents knowing. So the parents are like the, the they're contenders for the worst parents in existence because nice. they barely notice anything that's happening here, or barely notice anything that's happening with uh, the boyfriend. Oh, so it kind of alludes to people who shouldn't uh, procreate. <laughs> you can you can say that if you'd like, oh. but for me, it was more like I want this story to get really edgy really fast, and uh. it did. Right, so the sister dies, and then the 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 main character finds out, and then he runs around the casino. But that's when it happens when uh. Uh, the boyfriend's other assassin friends start hunting the main character. And the rest of the story is effectively him running away from assassins while his parents aren't looking. So I, I want you to imagine like those really bad uh, Nickelodeon movies. Like, you know, all the, the really sh- like preteen movies that came out, like Max Keeble's Big Move and like oh, yeah. 2003 and stuff like that. So imagine that with the edgy factor of like Half-Life 2. So, like, uh. Half-Life 2 came out around that time and I'm like super inspired by video games. So I'm effectively pouring in all the ultra-violent, ridiculous sh- that I can into the uh, uh, the second half of the story, to the point where the parents end up getting killed, uh, the hunters raid a, uh, 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 a theater performance in Vegas and get lots of people killed off screen and nobody cares. And then the thing is, like I mentioned earlier, we're only covering the first uh, story in this, thank you, uh, uh, because the story spirals out into absolute madness for the next uh, four stories. 
so only there, uh, it ends with a cliffhanger. I'm like, oh no, my parents are dead and my family is dead. What am I going uh, to do now? Wait, the parents die too? Yeah, the parents die at the very end. Oh. The parents get gunned down. So I want you to imagine this edgy factor. I want you to keep this in mind. It gets worse and worse from here, and I wish we had the time to cover the other four, because things just spiral out of control from there. Huh. So I got to ask. Yeah. What, what in the mother of all f- were you thinking? I can't believe that you're putting so much emphasis on swearing. Exactly. So we were oh, talking sh- how much we could swear on this podcast, and they said, hey, if, it's, if you just swear naturally, it's fine. But Stoney over here has got like a, uh, a, a hate boner for swearing. No, no. Oh, okay. I, uh, that, was a, that was a plug. Oh, okay. I'm sure. That One was minute. A, thank you. Oh, damn. Exactly. All right. So what were you thinking and where, where it's at? And then we'll, we're out of here. Well, we basically covered uh, how I felt about it or what I was thinking with it. I just wanted to be as edgy as possible, and I wanted to, the story to feel more important than it really, really was. Uh, and in terms of where I'm doing with it now, uh, I was telling Zach this before we started recording. Every now and then I come back to the story to try and uh, do something with it. But the thing is, every time I try and write, even like, oh, dude, I'm going to rewrite The Hunters. This looks promising. I get three pages in, and I'm like, okay, I'm done. This is so stupid and there's so much editing that i have to do for this i can't i can't do it <laughs> so it's just sitting on the shelf and i can't do anything with it well, uh, i would read that oh i'd love i'd I love would to finish it love but. to watch it but unfortunately we have we're out of time so we'll thank save you, for the next episode thank you alex dilly thank you jeff and uh thank you me and uh oh. we're out <laughs>